0: And it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for members of all species races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins, let's get the Linux gaming on, is Hello, friends and neighbors, welcome to episode number 195 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this, my birthday, Friday, July 20th of 2018, and y- crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth thank you for stopping by Ivor thank you for saying hi he's holding up the whiskey sign drink more whiskey uh you're fired Ivor uh and that would make it oh yes that's right that would make it for our sequel friends uh 2018 uh 0720 uh 1044 AM Pacific Coast time the coast at the most um we have a, a pretty pretty jam-packed show for you this week. Um, man, so uh, let's get straight to our our top stories, I guess. Um, so there's no column this week because of the birthday, which is why I'm mentioning the birthday. This is the first time in a lot of years that I can remember that uh, my birthday has fallen on a Friday. Um, which For those of you who are really, really interested in knowing a piece of profound trivia about me, why do I hate Fridays? I hate Fridays, and, well, and this is why the podcast originally was released every Friday, and why we aspirationally try to get the podcast out every Friday. Um, I used to play piano every Friday. For a lot of years, um at a bar called The Freakin' Frog. Um, it's gone now, but that's okay. Um And when I didn't, I started to hate Fridays. And so once it became obvious to me that like there needed to be a podcast covering exclusively only the best games available for the GNU Slash Linux operating system, which you and I and all of us know and nerve. I decided that it would probably be best to correlate along with the Steam uh, weekend sales that would frequently happen. Um, Link it all up and have something to do on Friday nights. Of course, now we've modified that to be released so that we release every quote-unquote weekend, although sometimes we do stretch as far as Wednesday. I don't think we've ever stretched as far as Thursday, though. And we've only missed one week out of... It's way more than three and a half years. It's like four years now. Um. Anyway, bottom line is... Today is the first time, first Friday, that I can remember my birthday being on in forever. A long time. I'm sure that, like, I probably had one maybe four years ago, five years ago, something like that. But, um... Anyway, so, no column this week, birthday, blah, and my birthday also gives me license to rant insanely, which is this week's feature, which is called, I don't know what we're calling it, it's something like, Bleak Feelings and Dark Moods About Linux Gaming. That's, I think, what we'll call it. So that'll be the title of this episode, Bleak Feelings and Dark Moods About Linux Gaming hmm, it's too long but anyway, we'll work on that after we're done recording the episode by the way, whiskey cheers, thank you everyone who sent me happy birthday messages I appreciate them Um, I don't appreciate the birthday, this is a darker birthday uh, than uh, I I can remember in recent history, yesterday, and I know this for a fact, because yesterday I yelled at a lot of people I had a bad day yesterday Yelled at a lot of people on the live stream and stuff. I'm very sorry. Um, I was very drunk. Not my best self. But, you know, whatever. I, I I had these two... I didn't have two assholes. I had one asshole. And, well, I had two assholes because one of them was me. But, uh, the me the me asshole was made by this guy who popped into the stream in the middle of Ever space, just to tell me, you're trash without an apostrophe and I was very drunk at that point and it really made me angry, and I was already depressed and blah, because of the birthday, the looming birthday, which I'm now experiencing and now you're experiencing with now you're experiencing it with me so that's good, but uh, anyway so yeah, I yelled at Captain Ford, I yelled at everybody yesterday, it was bad um very uncharacteristic i was not myself an expression that i used when describing during my apologies to captain ford um my behavior from yesterday uh poor captain ford he invited me accidentally to play golf with friends golf with your friends which is a game that i love and that no one ever invites me to play at exactly the wrong time, and when I've discovered that it was, you know, like a butt dial, when it was like, fucking, oh, yeah, no, I didn't mean to actually invite you and stuff, and you're not invited, really, um, I flipped the fuck out, I mean, I got really angry, and I was so drunk at that point that, um, I passed out in my chair, I was trying to move to the hammock where I sleep, but I face-planted somehow, into my, uh, computer table, no damage, and I'm fine, don't worry, it's just, my pride is hurt, and I feel terrible, um, I woke up on the floor, like, sprawled out, like a fucking chalk outline murder scene thing, anyway, so, yeah, um, so, I, I I have very bad feelings about this birthday, I do not like this birthday, this birthday somehow seems not only ominous, but It's different. It's it's very different. It's a very different birthday. But anyway, so I apologize to everyone, blah, but my birthday does give me the license to rant insanely. So that's what we'll be doing. But before we do that, we have new and noteworthy to cover, and Ivor is now pounding the whiskey sign. Wow. Is that a kazoo in your ass? Jesus Christ, Ivor. Glad I fired him. Um... Whiskey sign. Cheers, everyone. Mm. So, new and noteworthy. I was a North American fall worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So we have, uh, to counteract the, uh, terrifically negative, um, rant that my birthday has provided me the privilege to inflict upon the, uh, civilized internets. Say nothing of the world! To counteract the negativity of that, because we don't like to focus on the negative, I have some great new and noteworthy games for you. First off, In our new and noteworthy... Jesus Christ, why is this... My Surface Pro 4 keeps trying to shut down on me. Jesus. Okay. That was interesting. First off, in our new and noteworthy is Guts and Glory. Which, if you want to see um, some live stream of it, of us, of me playing it, uh, we recorded that earlier today. Guts and Glory. Let's find Guts and Glory. Oh, shit. No! Everything is in the wrong place right now. Fucking Christ. Uh, what a nightmare. Guts and Glory. A game that I have waited for a long time to come to Linux. Uh, Yeah, view, view the page. God damn it. It says that it was released July 19th, 2018. But anyway, here's what it builds itself as. A game about father and son riding their bicycle through obstacle courses of death and other fun family experiences. Um, it is extraordinarily bloody, extraordinarily hilarious. It's like, um, it's, it it combines, like, all the, it combines aspects of uh, Goat Simulator, like, just sheer carnage and mayhem, like, kill everyone! You know, blah. Um, with racing elements, uh, I've only played, like, three hours of it. That was this morning when I first woke up. Because I could, because it was my birthday, and I saw that it was out. Um, why does it say, because, like, someone I was talking to earlier this morning said that they have been playing Guts and Glory for a long time. Um, hmm, oh, I guess this is Guts and Glory 1, 1.0 one so yeah, so it's like their finished version of it, this is not this is out of early access and there are multiple characters, but my favorite character to play as is the standard, it's uh, Jimmy and John or Jimmy and, or Jim and Johnny or Johnny and Jim or something like that, that's where you're a dad with a well, ostensibly a, a dad on a, you know, a, 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 a bicycle um, with a car seat on the back, containing your toddler. Damage is shared between you two, but there are all manner of uh, different characters you can play, each with their own different vehicles, and the damage is extreme. I mean, the, the carnage is extreme. The racing elements are perfunctory, the, um... They all conceal the overall puzzle-solving element of, like, how the fuck do I get through this? Um, with... It's just hilarious. It's it's the latest from uh, Tiny Build. Published by Tiny Build. This is a Hack Jack Productions-developed game. This is a very good game. It is very brilliant. It gets very insane. Like, you know that... So, uh, let me just expound on the very insane for a moment, hopefully this show will not go on too much longer Like, hopefully we'll get out of here within the next 30 minutes, because I don't want the rant to go on too long, but Guts and Glory also has a level, level editor inside of it, but Guts and Glory one of my favorite things is like when you first experience during the tutorial missions, you just go through all these things, you know, and the tutorial missions are not just tutorials, you can replay them for fun, profit, score, leaderboard, cred, or just sheer malevolent murder, but one of my favorite things that happens in this game is, like, at the very beginning, it's like the third mission that you you play, where they're still teaching you techniques and stuff. Um and they're like yeah can you survive the saws of doom and they introduce you to the time shifting um element of the game and you're like oh of course i can solve you know i i can survive the saws of doom cuz it's like all in these like twisted completely normal suburban settings it's like the edward scissorhands of goat simulator meets uh can't really put my finger on what it would mean because it it's really insane. it like crazy people made this game. So you're like, okay, fine, I could totally do this so you start pedaling towards you know what you know towards the next checkpoint. And that's when you realize that the time shift thing is there because they're these saws that are spinning Prince of Persia style around a central axis along a uh, an extended arm and these are like rotary saws at the end of each arm, and they intersect in the middle, like right where you have to go through, and you realize this, and you realize it's too late, trust me, I know, this is a spoiler by, you know, block, because you will die in horrific ways all the time in this game, and this will not be the first nor the last, and this is the third fucking mission, the missions are easy up until this point, so nothing is ruined by me telling you this, and you realize it's too late that those are saws. These are the... These must be the saws, because it's a prosaic neighborhood suburban fucking family value life that you're you're seeing. Um. And you realize this, so you time shift, but you don't realize that there's the other saw that's also circling around. There's two saws that are, like, facing each other, and they're both spinning around Uh, a a central axis of each of their own, one on the left, one on the right and so by the time that you realize this and you slow down time you're like, oh no oh well, what's the word, and that's when your head gets sliced off, and there is blood everywhere, it is really graphic, it is totally horrifying, but one other thought about uh, Guts and Glory (laughs) it's hilarious, game is really, really fun and really, really insane But um, one other thought about Guts and Glory before we move on, because we have two more games to get through our new and noteworthy, so we might not even get to our rant. No, we're going to get to our rant. But uh, one more thought about Guts and Glory, uh, which is, by the way... um, Oh, shit, how much are you? You're $14... uh, uh, Guts and Glory is $14.99. And so far, I mean, it's... I hated Goat Simulator cuz like there was no objective. Guts and Glory with the racing aspect of it and the multiple characters and stuff. Um <laughs> I really like this game and the profound violence. But the first moment that you realize that the game is like made by an insane fucking weirdo is way before that. It's like the the pre it's like the second mission where you learn like how the checkpoint system works. You know, like cause like sometimes races are point to point. Uh, and sometimes they are finish line only. There are no other, there's no competition, but um except for the environment that I've seen, I don't know. There might be competition. But these are like in these nice suburban, normal, prosaic looking fucking environments. So if you're doing this bicycle race with your kid strapped on the back of your fucking bike your kid, you can lose your kid your kid is part of your health system um, I'm not kidding it's fucking dark, man, it's hilarious but um so you're doing this normal checkpoint to checkpoint uh, time trial kind of race, through a park and through the neighborhood and then through the park again or whatever and like two checkpoints before the finish line which you can't see cuz the the checkpoints are revealed only after you hit the next checkpoint You're cruising along. It's a fucking park. It's in the middle of a park. D- this particular thing happens in the middle of a park, not in the middle of your neighborhood. Everything lots of other things happen in the middle of your neighborhood. Anyway, um so you're like trying to line up to find, you know, this next checkpoint, and that's when you realize it's something, something in this gazebo to your left is like, it's shooting something at us? What, what it, and you don't even really have that much time to think before you get hit by an arrow, and you realize that there are like four turrets, like automated arrow crossbow turrets what the fuck's going on on my service that are firing arrows at you and that you're being hit by them (laughs) and that they're killing you (laughs) and that's when you're like oh okay so this this game was made by crazy people okay and then it gets so much more insane and it just goes on and on, on and on and on I didn't like goat simulator that much I love, I fucking love already, this is not a review but Guts and Glory man, pick it up <laughs> just when you get like limbs slashed off, or like you fall and break your back, or like the kid gets killed, and you don't have to play every mission with, you know the bicyc- the, the bicyclist and the kid strapped on the back, you can play as the insane fucking alcoholic weirdo who's like fucking uh, Rick from Rick and Morty who has this jetpack lawn chair, and it's... <laughs> there's a thousand ways to die. Well over 10,000 ways to die in Guts and Glory. Up next, we have... Di- okay. I'm going to tell you the name of the game last, but first, I'm going to tell you the name of the bundle that I think you should buy. I have not played this game yet, but I have purchased it. I'm Well, uh... Yes, I have purchased it. Not played it, but I have... purchased it. (laughs) The name of the bundle is... Detective Case... and Clownbot. Super Deluxe Legacy Collection Pack Adventure Bundle. If you don't want to buy that immediately, just off the fucking... Sound of those words, detective case, cases capitalized, C A S E, detective case and clownbot, super deluxe legacy collection pack adventure bundle. If you lack the intellectual curiosity, at the very at the at the very basis, if you lack the the intellectual curiosity ne- necessary to compel you with like exorcist like fucking. zombie certitude towards buying, owning, playing and then whatever that game then you know you and I are of two different two different minds which is good because I need my mind to run the enfeebled insanity that's running inside of my head Detective Case and Clownbot Super Deluxe Legacy Collection Pack Adventure Bundle is right now through uh well no it doesn't say when the deal expires is 30% off at $20.29. This includes um oh god. This includes all of the Detective Case and Clownbot which are new to me. They are new games to me. Um series of games, some of them might not run on Linux, but the latest one does. This includes the latest one. Uh, Detective Clayson... I'll only read the description for one of these games. Detective Clay... Detective Case and Clownbot in Murder in the Hotel Lisbon is evidently the first game in the series Uh, and it builds itself as a strange murder has occurred in the Hotel Lisbon. A man committed suicide with 14 stabs to the back, while at the same time he peacefully drank his coffee. This case, with contradictory facts, could only be solved by the amazing Detective Case and his clown, and his sidekick, Clownbot. So, Detective Case looks like a cross between Hercule Poirot and, uh, the Pink Panther. He's got, like, a trench coat, you know, it's like a... Kind of a Philip Marlowe, blah, but this is a two-dimensional side-scrolling adventure game, point-and-click adventure game, inventory-based adventure game. It looks like um, Clownbot is a floating hoverbot robot dressed as a clown. It's got a big clown nose. It's fucking weird. Really hilarious. I love adventure games. I love inventory, blah. This is four games. This includes Murder in the Hotel Lisbon, the first one. Oh! Detective... No, it only includes two games. Detective Case and Clownbot in the Express Killer, which came out yesterday. Hence... The newness and noteworthiness of... Blah. Um, so if you like old-school, Sam Max-Hit-the-Road-style um, adventure games, inventory-based adventure games, which Captain Ford, who I yelled at yesterday, but, like, who told me last week, we we talked about uh, Noctropolis, which he was playing, I think I gifted it to him, I can't remember, but, uh, he's playing with Walkthrough, by the way. But anyway, he, he, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't You know, I'm not going to throw any shade on that. Um, We start talking about... Because I saw that he was playing Antropolis. I'm like, Captain Ford, dude! You're playing the game of legend! My legendary game! The game that I made legendary! Or whatever. And um, he's like, yeah, I don't know what this thing is that pops up, there's like a mini puzzle every time I try to click on something, I'm like, no, that's the user interface, man, it's like a pyramid, right? I'm like, yeah, you know what you need to do? You need to use the giraffe to open the the drawer, you need to use the giraffe on the shoe and the, use the you need to use the giraffe on the drawer, but the command you have to enter is, use giraffe on shoe to unlock drawer so yeah, it's an inventory-based um adventure game in pixel art style. This came out uh the most recent one came out yesterday. Um the original uh de- de- detective case and clownbot in murder in the hotel Lisbon came out in 2014, uh, published and developed by Nerd Monkeys Games and it's uh I would just say get the fucking bundle even though like the soundtracks, you know, it includes both games, both soundtracks. I've not played it yet, but I'm 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 I bought it. So we got Guts and Glory, Detective Case and Clownbot, Super Deluxe Legacy Collection Pack Adventure Bundle. And if you want, um the there, there are links to this game on both our website for this episode, along side of the show blurb for this episode. And then finally, we have a game that sounds like a sneeze it's called Achayim neither sounds like a sneeze or like a Israeli militant prophet or something Achayim A Alpha Charlie Harvey Alpha Echo Mammogram A-C-H-A-E-M Achayim Ah uh, yeah, excuse me. Yes, you're welcome. No, I didn't sneeze. No, but you're welcome. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I didn't sneeze. Ahem. Um, Ahem builds itself as Ahem is a roguelike with an infinite and destructible world, customizable character, insane combat, and a progression system. This looks like a top-down um, voxel-based re-envisioning of if anyone remembers the old game Brave Fencer Musashi for the Playstation 1 or 2 I can't remember, I think it's Playstation 1 um this is a roguelike version of that, but it is a demi-isometric, top-down Minecraft-looking voxel-based procedurally generated roguelike I cannot wait to play Acham. A C H A E M. It's still in early access right now. It's hyper colorful, but right now through July 25th, it's 40% off from $14.99 to $8.99. They launched, they're launching with Linux support. This game looks really, really cool. It looks like it scratches a very specific itch. Possibly for me I mean possibly just for me, but also quite possibly for other people out there who listen to the show so check out aham oh and they have a free demo available. I don't know where the free demo uh is, but their their ad says that um let's go to their website i didn't I didn't notice this until uh, I, I I bought the game this morning um published and uh developed by eat excuse me eat all the games that came out uh day before yesterday <coughs> um i'm losing my voice mm. well shit there is no free demo of a ham on their store page on Steam but oh hang on now it's asking, oh shit my pass oh wait, oh no 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 alright there we go, cool um but I'd imagine that you could go to their website or maybe do a Google Google search which it's my birthday so fuck you. You do that. Okay, I'm just kidding. Don't fuck you. I'm I'm just getting really really saucy, okay? Um so we had Guts and Glory, which you should play. Detective Case and Clownbot Super Deluxe Legacy Collection Pack Adventure Bundle, which includes both of Detective Case and Clownbot's amazing mysteries and then we had a ham which i cannot wait to play um seriously i cannot wait to get done with this podcast so i can fucking play this game and then i'm going to a strip club uh alone as normally as per usual for my birthday delights um well not per usual but every 8 years or so There's nothing worse. Sometimes it takes a greater sadness to suck out the sadness that you feel from your daily life. And that is what strip clubs are very good at. Ah, look! We're in a place where everyone is miserable and I am even more miserable being here than I was without being here! And show me the misery! So now, let us begin our feature. Ivor, will you, Bates? Jesus Christ, Ivor. More whiskey. You're right, Ivor. You're right. I'm glad I fired you. Yeah. Ah, that is good whiskey. Beast him with it, Ivor! You oh. My. God. It's the Bolivian. never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature, I can't meet you, I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Skooky. So, our feature this week is just a rant, and here's the thing, I try not to get too negative, um, over the years of doing this podcast, uh, I don't like to, that's why it's called the Best Linux Games Podcast, and not the Worst Linux Games Podcast, I try to focus on the positive stuff and there's so much positive stuff to focus on that I feel that considering that today happens to be my birthday I get a license to kind of focus on the negative stuff um, in regards to Linux gaming specifically so like okay one of the reasons, how is that tenuously related to my birthday? Well, I've been using Linux since I was 17. That was 21 years ago. That was the first time, so yeah, I'm 38. Today. Which is fucking old. It's amazing. and You know, it's amazing. But, um, and I, I'm, I'm, I, it's preferable to the alternative uh, getting older preferable being being preferable to the alternative um but it's 21 years and what we've seen over the last 4 years has been so amazing in terms of gaming on linux we went literally from like on a scale of 0 to 100% 0 to 100 100 representing like oh we can play every game ever everywhere for every system all the time for free whenever we want, on our Linux system. We went from, over the last four years since I started this podcast, we went from literally, that being, the, the number being a 3, five years ago, a 3 to a 10, maybe a 15. 15 on the outside, yeah. Because there there was good old games.com and stuff, but Even that was not as populated as we like to remember it as being. We like to remember it as being as populated as it is now. I don't remember it being as populated or as big as it is now as it was then. So we went from like, we'll say a 15. We went, over the last four years, we went from a 15 to literally I mean a hundred because it's, it's, there are thousands of games now. Available for Linux that you can buy and one click install on your Linux box. Even your mom can fucking do it. Take your mom to the prom or your little sister. Um, so in spite of that though, we've now had four years of watching uh the development community respond to Steam's adoption of Linux as it's, as the the basis for its Steam OS. And I am disappointed. I am very disappointed in certain areas. Do not this, I mean, this is a rant here, okay? So, like, this is just, I mean, don't get, try not to internalize too much of this negativity because we have enough negativity that's why we are Linux users why we are system administrators why we program for free and open source uh, fucking um, deployments and stuff like that why we try to keep our own projects FOSS blah 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 we have a lot of negativity and we just get hammered everywhere I understand this I know it, I live it this is, you know... But... so and, and it's very toxic when like a little bit of this gets out, because it can get out of control and all of a sudden Donald Trump is your president. You know, we don't want Donald Trump as the president you know... <laughs> ever, anywhere in any use case or scenario. But, anyway. So don't let this get too much under your skin. But here... It, it, this has to be said. And it's been something that's been boiling underneath the um my uh neocortex. Is that the thing that that covers our brain? That's the if we if you cut up op- if you cut open our heads and then you dissect the brain and you take the neocortex it's like a it's like a peel around our our brains and our brains are small, I mean and mine especially but um if you take it out and you delicately peel away the neocortex, the um the grooves or whatever in our gray matter, they're so deep, it's like you're um well it's not they're so deep. It's anyway, neo neocortex is kind of like the um the intestinal tract of blah because what's inside of our heads is actually the size of a tablecloth it's huge and that's what separates us from being you know, hairless monkeys although, I don't really know that there is anything that separates us any of us, from being hairless monkeys, in fact, there is nothing that separates us, really from being hairless monkeys problem solvers, tool users uh, language oh yes That's the thing about the Neocortex. Why am I ranting about the Neocortex? I have no idea. But the thing about the Neocortex is it enables uh, predictive problem solving uh, based on previous experiences and etc. So, the FOSS, okay? Bleak feelings and dark moods about Linux gaming. So we made a lot of progress. I mean, that's like in four years after 21 years. That is an amazing amount of progress, and you want, if you want that that's not just a qualitative fucking evaluation that is a quantitative and qualitative evaluation, that's an evaluation across the board, if you want fucking stats for that, well I have a thousand Linux games running on my machine right now, my entire you know, 15 years prior to Steam coming, Steam adopting Linux um, I had maybe seven games ever over those entire that entire span of years that is seven to a thousand is a huge different differential especially when taken into consideration I've dyscalculia so basic math is difficult for me um but it's especially difficult it's especially crazy when you consider that those four years, the most recent four years, have been at the end of basically a 20, I've been at the end of a 21 to, you know, 20 to, you know, 19 to 20 year long lifespan. So out of like, what is that, one fifth? So out of, out of all of those years, out of 21 years, there was nothing. Well, out of, out of you know, whatever, uh, let's see, okay, hang on. 21 minus 4 is, Alexa, what's 21 minus 4? 21 minus 4 equals 17. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Because I get these things wrong. Because the most basic math is the hardest shit for me to do. Um, it's not the it's not the formulas that bother me. It's the anyway. So now you know one of my secrets that I discovered eight years ago. Anyway, so out of twenty one years, up until seventeen years ago, uh, up until uh, <laughs> up until twenty one years of Linux, up until four years ago, there were like literally, in my experience, let's say that there were fifty games. Okay. But in my experience, there were 7 to 12. That's it. That's tops. Ever. All time. Running on Linux. To go from 17 years of 50, we'll say 50, to then rocket over the next 4 years to 1000 is an unimaginable that is not just explosive growth. That's that, that that's. That, I mean, that's ab- not just say statistically aberrant. That is just. If you didn't, uh, you need to like. That's you know those are numbers that make you investigate what the fuck happened right there, because that's just I mean that 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 is not even just pivotal. That's beyond pivotal. That's like uh, a momentous thing happened during the time period in which we're living. Ow. Ow! I just bashed my toe into my desk. So, and I love it. It's great, and it's benefited all of us, and it's benefited Linux, I think, in many ways. But we're here to talk about Linux games, so it only took me, wow, I'm like the Rachel Maddow of Michelle Wolf has this great line about Rachel Maddow. I love Rachel Maddow. She's she's a genius. Um, I was kind of sad when I found out that she was gay forever ago, but that's okay. I'm a pot belly lesbian. <laughs> what did she say? I, I'm a pot belly lesbian who who will never have children. But this is my baby. And that was when she got to do a New York. She designed a New York Times crossword puzzle earlier this year. Anyway, I love Rachel Maddow, but uh, Michelle Wolf said of Rachel Maddow, she's like the Peter Pan of MSNBC. Peter Pan never wants to grow up. Rachel Maddow never wants to get to the point. (laughs) So, we're doing our Rachel Maddow impression, I guess. Evidently. Because now we have ten minutes to get to the point. So, I just did her fucking... (laughs) I don't know if you could hear that, but I did the... So... (laughs) I'm losing it but it's my birthday so fuck you if you have a problem with this you joyless cocksucker I will stab you in the face until, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that Um, I'm not gonna stab anyone in the face I'll I'll just make sure that (laughs) have you checked your brakes recently, Commander Skywalker I have no idea what that meant but it was a veiled threat To you, the listener. You, the listener. The listening audience. Yeah. That was a veiled threat. Now it's not a veiled threat. Now it's a fucking certainty. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Not going to hurt anyone or anything. But. So we had all this progress over the last four years in terms of, I mean, if you just look at Linux as a petri dish, for games we went from 50 for 17 years 50, and that's an optimum. In my case, it was 12, and then bam, last four years, we're now up to a thousand. And that's not, that's not even an accurate count. Like, I'm not even looking at a number here. I just know based on the games that I own I have a thousand games for Linux now that's an amazing difference so that's a positive thing but here is the problem almost zero progress has been made among developers to bring developers on major top tier developers to port their top tier titles to linux either um consecutively along with their releases for other operating systems be they iOS, Xbox or whatever or windows you know or whatever i mean windows being the obvious you know biggest market in terms of computer gaming um they there's been almost zero progress Uh, in bringing those titles to consecutively be released for Linux alongside with other operating systems and platforms. And that in of itself means that to me, and I know this, you know, blah, I've been using Linux for a long time, over two decades that makes me, that makes my head real even when I'm sober to think about and it's even crazier to think that I've been Linux only now for 10 fucking years over 10 years but when it's not just major developers either it's, it's, you know it's especially pernicious for the smaller developers because they have to, you know, consider their market capitalization based off of their investment and if you're a one or two or three person development team um you need to recoup the six months of your life that you guys just invested in making a game and so you're going to go for Windows and you're going to tell yourself it's Windows first But over those 20 years in the long history of whiteboards I'm paraphrasing Winston Churchill here in the long history of things which should be done this is one that should be done now. Um, In the long history of whiteboard to-do lists for project management and software development especially in regards to games um, the last item on the list is generally Linux support and that item is on the 50th whiteboard and there're 50 whiteboards set up it's the bottom of the 50th whiteboard it means it never gets done it takes a lot of community pressure and they have to have already committed to it to begin with and that's not what i'm seeing now after four that was something i was hoping to see from all size developers in terms of their major releases by now four years in I thought that the market cap of Linux not that we are the most you know I mean we are the smallest group of gamers in the world there are more people who play fucking MAME on portable devices than there are people who buy games for Linux I'm Maybe. that's No. I'm making that up. But we're very small in terms of market cap. But my thought was that after four years we should be way further ahead. And we are in many aspects. But here's my point. When you're the last item on that whiteboard, that means it's never getting done. In many cases. Most cases. But here's the thing. Beyond that, Because that's survivable. That's what Linux does. We will find a way to get your game to run on our machines. If you won't work with us, we will work against you. I mean, we will rip you. We will rip you in half. We will... I mean, I'm not... I, I don't advocate piracy at all, but Linux and the FOSS moves by fucking solving problems on a massive scale. It's like every second of every day everyone is taking a vote on a pirate ship who wants to go get the Spanish Galleon all you know, all in favor say I we are taking those votes all the time and whatever for every, we take like a thousand of them every second and whatever vote has the highest number of eyes is what we tackle next that's the nature of free and open source software development what I call the FOSS idiosphere we are designed. This is what we are good at. This is what, Lin, you know, what, what, what Torvalds has fucking gifted us. What Stallman has gifted us is this ability to always be going forward. Which means always solving problems. It's our strength, our dynamicism. It's also our biggest weakness in the sense that we are a crowd. We are a swarm That's okay. But when it comes to games, what we're talking about is something that is... Or has at least remained perniciously... Um... Can you hear that? That's the whiskey. Perniciously uh, out of reach for Linux itself. Because the technologies themselves were not simple enough to allow up until recently, you know, the last four years, um wider spread community involvement blah 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 and even that we still haven't gotten the hang of that when it comes to games but the bottom line is this simply put all of the previous shit is survivable we can wait as many years as it takes for like uh I don't know, uh, a great game that's, you know, doesn't require uh, multiplayer, like, um... Arma 3, from last week. Arma 3 now has a development branch that if you buy Arma 3, you can play it on Linux. One-click install. I've been having a hard time getting into Arma 3 because, um... It's a realistic portrayal of military violence and I have spent most of my life with my country at war and I have way too many friends who are veterans who never really, or who came back either not entirely themselves emotionally or literally not entirely themselves physically um and just makes that whole genre very kind of difficult to play, but anyway so you have Arma 3 which came out forever ago sorry, I lost my point uh, because I'm typing in Arma 3 came out September 13th 2013 the whole world's moved on from Arma 3 So those are not survivable things for Linux. Those are not things that we can wait out. You know you understand what I'm saying? It's not like we can wait to solve the problem with Flat pack or whatever. And so okay, so here let, let me let me get let me get more clear, and then we'll close the podcast. What I'm trying to say is that the biggest problem is we are still suffering underneath the yoke of the soft bigotry of fucking lowered expectations especially in regards to like arena and multiplayer first person shooters but across many, not many, but several other game genres and even worse and more pernicious are the games that we just simply do not get to play the games, even by independent developers that are massive hits for all of our friends who play Windows games um I I can't even really think of many off the top of my I should, probably should have prepared a list but there there I mean there's an endless list it just does not end literally like every every week that I go to prepare the podcast there are more games that and every time I talk to my friends on Steam you know they're playing a game and they're like this game is amazing and I'm like why are you telling me this there's no Linux port of it and there's no Linux port planned so this isn't just a quote-unquote triple-A title. I hate that fucking expression. I've used it many times on this podcast, but we're not just talking about triple-A title caliber developers here. We're talking about... Because now anyone can really make a triple-A title. If they, I mean, a small team, like maybe three people, can make a game that is absolutely earth-shaking. Um... But if that same team is not motivated to release it for Linux or to have a concurrency release schedule with Linux included in it, integrated in it, then here's what happens. And this is what I've tried not to say for all the years of this podcast. Especially, let's just focus this on uh, focus this in on uh, the idea of arena and multiplayer first-person shooters. So like Quake Um, uh, not quake like Unreal Tournament, two thousand four, okay, or like um, whatever you know, blah, whatever. Arma three, even because Arma three has limited multiplayer. But here's the thing: the soft bigotry of lowered expectations for us for Linux users means that. Not only are we cut out because it's if we're the last thing on the development list, and that means that at the very best, in one to three to five years, there'll there will be a Linux port of a game. And all of us know this we We've been Kickstarter fucked by lots of different games and products and stuff that you know in my my case in particular, I was fucked by HTC and fucking Steam OS saying that the HTC Vive would have Linux support on day one. I only had to wait over 18 months and it's still fucked up. It's still really fucked up. It still does not. But then again, my use case for that is significantly different. I have many monitors and and blah. But you know what I'm saying? that is the soft bigotry of low, lowered expectations, that is what Chris Fisher calls being a second class citizen and he's right now I'm content to be a second class citizen, cause I love using Linux and I I mean it's 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 physically repellent almost to me, I mean I have, cannot imagine playing a Windows game in a native Windows environment. On a native Windows machine. I do have a Windows... I, I have two Windows. In fact the notes for the show are kept on a Windows machine and Surface Pro 4. But my studio machine, not the one that we're recording on now, but the one on which I do music production, that one runs Windows. I really hate it. And I spend all my time here with you. I mean all my time. 95% of my time over the last fucking year has been right here with you on my Mint. Eighteen or whatever box. Right now it's mid eighteen point three, but whatever. So we can we can outlast to a great degree the trends and many of the exciting things that happen in games that that, that are released that our friends who do not run Linux play. But that's that has a corrosive effect because where our friends can play games that we can't. And the develop developers and the publishers are working on a different release schedule that diverges from, you know, th- from the Linux world by a factor of years. I mean, it's like, literally, one, from, you know, at best, one to five years. But that stretches to infinity. That goes to never. And that's where most games... Uh, have their Linux support scheduled. Never. It's right there at the fucking end. It's zero. It's the delta from between now and infinity. Uh, <laughs> even though, even if they are promising it, even if they're promising release compatibility, Linux compatibility eventually being released, a port of it in some way shape or form it's from 1 to infinity number of years so that means that the difference in that in that release schedule is so divergent from the mainstream of what consumers are playing and generally consumers are idiots i mean it's, it's i'm perfectly happy by the way with everything that's going on in linux in terms of video games. There are more than enough games for us to still fucking do this show every week and skip over 30 games a week that we should be talking about. This show could be 6 hours long every week and we would not cover everything uh, for that week. Which is great. That's the sign of a thriving fucking... A thriving industry and uh health and life inside of Linux in terms of gaming but there is a problem because of the difference in the release schedules you know, fine if we have to wait a, let's say just a year for, to be able to play like um, I'm gonna pick a game that I know that we can't play right now um, for like the latest Wolfenstein or whatever, which I have not played because I only play Linux games or I play games via wine, because I have been playing a lot of the pinball arcade lately. But let's say we have to wait a year, only just one year. By the time that the Linux port comes around, for us, all of our friends have moved on to other games. And so for multiplayer first-person shooters, or for games which or or for games which require communities of players, like, Seven Days to Die, although Seven Days to Die, you can play on Linux, and it's great on Linux, but they need to just fucking... they need to stick a fork in that one and make a fucking sequel already, because they made their money. But, you know what I'm saying, um, by the time... unless it's a truly unbelievable, timeless classic, one year from now, everyone else will already be playing something else, and that forces Linux gamers... Linux gamers into a self defeating cycle of being second class, second class, say it with me, second class citizens. Because by the time that we have a port of the game, and, and that's presuming that it even fucking runs and that it even fucking interacts well with other clients of its own design, you know, meaning, you know, Windows to Linux compatibility for multiplayer or whatever even presuming that which is getting simpler and simpler year by year but it seems to be happening less and less by year that's you know part of this big problem but the the bigger problem is even once we can play those games no one else we care about is playing them and so you get this empty lobby syndrome for Linux gamers. And developers notice that. And so that further disincentivizes them. From releasing consecutively. With Linux support. Across platforms. That is probably the thing. On this my 20. My, oh, on my 21st birthday. On this my 21st year of using Linux. Um, and my 38th birthday. You have to exclude like the first five years of that twenty-one years, cause you couldn't do anything with Linux for those first five years. But anyway, that's a long story. Um I'm seeing I'm I'm disturbed at at the sense that I'm seeing the shape of things to come and that what it takes especially after four years, because like okay, two years ago I could I could excuse this away by lots of, by saying lots of things like, I mean, because there are lots of arguments to not develop to not do what I'm I'm advocating for right now, if you're a developer especially an independent developer um, there's lots of reasons not to quote unquote waste your time and energy on trying to incorporate Linux compatibility into your into your codebase, you know, prior to your first release. But it's getting darker. I think it's getting darker. And I, I thought it would be much better by now. And, uh, yeah, so what can we do about this? First things first. If you're a developer or a designer or have a say in these things, like if you work for a company that designs games, develops games, throw your throw your hat into the ring if you're able to. If you're in a position where you have any sort, you should bring it up in meetings. I mean, if you know, we're talking at the whiteboard and we're looking at a release schedule of like you know, a, a, you know, you, maybe you got like six people who work for your company and you're the 7th, and you're the receptionist, well, you're a fucking smart receptionist at that point, I would say. Throw your hat into the ring if you're able to. I mean, you know, you don't want to be a dick about it, but push for it. Say, you know what, we should have Linux support. And there are many great reasons for Linux support, particularly in in the sense that it's easier than ever to add concurrent Linux support to you know especially with unity i mean unity is great second thing if you design games design eat your own fucking dog food motherfucker i only design games for linux windows support is secondary to me and i'm designing a commercial game um and i have been for a long time cuz it's only me i have no help no one no help so it's slow going fits and starts but anyway if you have to eat your own dog food so live live by what you have to be the change you want to see in the world blah that's the second thing you can do the third thing you can do is write to the developers they basically ignore everything that you send them if they're already dicks if they're already unresponsive and or overwhelmed Especially on the smaller side of the scale, um, but write to them. Plus one Linux support in every Steam discussion thread that you can find for any game that you want to play on Linux that doesn't have Linux support. All of those plus you know plus ones on those discussion threads don't make a fucking lick of difference. Except that they do. developers may not immediately reply or or seem like they're paying attention to those things but they do respond to pressure they're very very much like um politicians and so while many developers think that linux is not a user base or not is not a market a user base that they want to cater towards in terms of like a cost benefit analysis the other way and this is not a way that I advocate openly or whatever it's 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 literally not a a a way that I advocate at all um but we're all about getting things done the other way is flat packing the shit and punishing them through distributing their fucking games for free via torrent via FTP, via whatever method you want, flat pack that shit and get it out there. It's a belligerent way of doing things, but where the first three fail, this is what we do. You know, this is what the FOSS idiosphere free and open source software is about freeze in freedom, not free as in beer. I much prefer to pay you for your software rather than downloading it for free when it is, you know, under you know restrictive commercial license. But if that's what I have to do, and if it's that easy to get to work, and you're that unwilling to cater to my specific needs, then fuck you. We pave over problems. That is what the FOSS Idiosphere does. Free is it? I have no problem paying for free and open-source software. I don't. At all. I have no problem paying, also, by the same token, for software that is non-free. I mean, the only problem I have with paying for non-free software is that it's non-free, meaning that you can't audit the source code, it's not freely redistributable, etc., etc., etc. All the Stallman... all the Stallman... the Stallman maxims apply here. But that, I'm not that viciously opposed to paying for non-free software when it comes to games. Because, you know, okay, fine. But what I am opposed to is, and to wrap this all up, I am opposed to 21 years, well, not 21 years, but in the last four years, Of learning that I am a second-class citizen. Even though our market share is small. I mean, we're probably, you know, 3% of all uh, computer gamers, Linux gamers. But if you're listening to this, you're one of us. Make your voice heard. There's no chance that any game that you like, ever, will see Linux support if you don't if you don't plus one for Linux support on their discussion threads in their Steam store pages if you don't take a moment to write to the developer themselves and say hey where's the fucking Linux support We, I, I'm not going to buy this until I have Linux support um, and yes the all four of those things that I just said that you could do they are, um, what do you call it? They're, uh, they're, they're gradations between, you know, on the, you know, starting from number one and number four, like, number one is the most, uh, passive and civil. Number four is, you know, the most actively hostile. Which I'm not sure is exactly productive, but I don't give a shit, really, about product. I These... I don't see this trend abating anytime soon. So don't take negative vibes away from this. Take positive vibes away from this and carry them out into the internet and communicate with the developers. Far, uh, Feral Interactive, Feral Interactive, Feral Interactive ports the make, does the best Linux ports of major AAA titles that I've ever seen. Write to them. Ask them to port the game that you want to see to Linux. Also write the developer. Get involved. You'd be surprised how easy an argument it is to win when after a game has been released... To just appeal to programmers, to the developers themselves, the morally right thing to do is to port this to Linux, because they all know Linux, and they know that it's the morally right thing to do, not to release it as you know free and open source software, and especially not to release it as you know uh, free as in beer, not free as in freedom software, but they all know. And right now, yeah, the market is small. But the moral imperative is great. Um So yeah, stand where so take this as a rallying cry, I would guess. So So yeah, so instead of bleak feelings and dark moods about Linux games, which you don't want to have, I try not to do this ever or I try not to do it too often but I mean even I'm not even talking about like on the podcast I'm talking about like in my life I try not to think about these things I try not to dwell on them because once they infect your brain you know you can you can start to develop a very pessimistic outlook about Linux when we've come so far in terms of gaming Linux gaming um So, yeah. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I will see you back here next week. Please be sure to check out the Twitch stream, uh, which I'm on it all the time, like, especially uh, late at night uh, on the Pacific Coast. Pacific uh, whatever, Daylight Savings Time or Standard Time, whatever the fuck we're in right now. PST. Um, You know, from, like, 9 o'clock to fucking uh, who knows when. In the morning. Nine o'clock at night to whoever knows how long in the morning. Um and I I, I do uh try to jump on around noonish. Um but anyway, if, if I'm not there, if I'm not live streaming, check out our videos on demand. It's on our Twitch page. Uh there's a little tab that says videos, you can see all the games that we've been playing and you can watch them. It's amazing, it's fucking badass. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, and and by the way, like finally, in conclusion, oh, that's uh, www.twitch.com dot slash skookie sprite s k o o k i e s p r i t e. Um, and you know, one final. Whoa, whoa. Amazon Echo went nuts there. One final thing though, like just look at what we have in our new and noteworthy for this week. We have Detective Case and Clownbot Super Deluxe Legacy Collection Pack Adventure Bundle. The second half of that of that bundle of which came out yesterday with Linux support. We have Guts and Glory, which is the fucking full on 3D Slaughterfest which came out yesterday. And Aham I mean that's three new games, so it's not like we're starving to death, but it does feel different after four years of this to still be treated like a second class citizen. Um, so make your voice heard. All right. I keep wanting to say, "Happy New Year" or something, but it's just, just the birthday show. Little bit of birthday on ennui and a lot of pent up. I try not to say this stuff in every episode of the the show and stuff, so Birthday gives me license. Cheers. Cheers, I warmly should old acquaintance be f- Oh, sorry. Um Give me some uh, four or five times there, Ivor. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die. I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh. The four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy. The four or five times. Met Damien. The internet is for porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. What are you doing? I hey, hey I think this is porn. Porn, porn, porn. A good idea. Trekkie! Oh, hello, Kid Monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry, me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind please being quiet for a minute so I can finish. Okie dokie. Good. I'm glad we have this new technology. For porn. DON'T KEEP FUCKING SAYING THAT TO ME! T- for porn. Oh, sorry. Stand from your own desktop. For- You can research, browse, and shop. Ooh. Until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. It is I, Tricky. EB Farm. Turn on this for porn. Ooh! The internet is for porn. Trekkie! a good idea. Hugging me, porn to porn, porn, porn. That's gross. That is a fact. Pervert. I like you. I'll get you a drink. Oh, really? You're a pervert. Normal people don't sit at home and look at porn on the internet. Oh? What? You have no idea. Ready, normal people? Ready. Good evening, pricks. The yeah. internet is horrible. Sorry, Kate. The, the internet, internet is horrible. I masturbate. All these guys unzip their flies for porn porn. The internet porn. is not for porn. porn. Flames, flames, flames. On the side of my face. Ew. The internet is for porn. A good idea. The internet is for porn. I hate porn. Grab your dick and double click for porn, porn porn porn. I hate- Born! I'm I think the internet! The internet is for internet, internet! Internet is for is And wipe your hands. If I see a smudge, I will have you destroyed. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Well, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux... It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.